Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Jordan, and thanks for coming back to Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. We've got quite a doozy of a show for you today. Uh, I am finally back home here in Munich on the professional microphone, so I'm going to kind of take us through this journey of what became uh, our last few days. Uh, When I left you, I was sitting uh, in a very, very hot room in Tuscany, Uh, where we had just decided that we needed to move to a different hotel uh, for the wedding that we were attending. And we did just that. So um, what I've done is I've gathered some real sound bites from in the field, as they say, uh, to kind of take you through the journey of of what happened from then on. Sadly, the only thing I don't have is the wedding, um, but you'll get, you'll understand why later um, things get pretty crazy. This might be one of the Actually, this might end up being one of the wildest episodes that uh, I've ever done for this show. Uh, and you're going to figure out why it's <laughs> not for the reasons you would hope, like something really, really amazing happening, but in fact, quite the opposite. Um, so yes, there's some drama. We're going to get to that. But first, I'm just going to take you on a little bit of a journey. First, we left that very hot building uh, with no AC, no fans, no shutters, nothing like that, just like a swamp. And we moved to a different hotel. Now, this next hotel, I think, was very nice. My only wish would have been that, since it was such a hot summer, that the air conditioning would have worked a little more. It sounds so first world problem-y, and I don't normally complain about things like that anymore. Like, I've gotten so used to not having it in Germany. But this is Tuscany in the summer. It's like, I mean... 100 degrees Fahrenheit, you know, it's, it's over, it feels like, you know, whatever, 40, whatever Celsius, it's very hot, and this hotel did have working AC, it was better, it just never really got too cozy cold, it was always, you always, like, if you came in outside, you're still sweating, (laughs) like, a long time, Um, but, you know, hey, it's okay, because you, you do eventually cool off, and we were able to sleep there, so this place had a nice pool, We had some friends there that were also attending the wedding, so we didn't feel so isolated. Um, We hung out with them. We had some cocktails by the pool. Everybody played and laughed and splashed, and it was really a nice time that first day. We slept well. I was really thankful for that. The next day was actually the wedding, and it's almost kind of sad that that part of this podcast is going to be so short. Um, Basically, we woke up. We had a normal day. We had some food. Uh, the hotel breakfast was nice. We had a lot of decent hotel breakfasts, actually, all except for um, the swampy hot place, which, to be fair, did have croissants, but that's it. <laughs> uh, every other, I love hotel breakfasts. I really look forward to that when I travel, so I was glad that I got to try, I think, like three different kind of hotel breakfasts, uh, the last one having, I think, the best one. Um, just the variety is so cool. Italians love sweet pastries. They have so many sweet breads like cookies and cakes and and sweet croissants and jam-filled croissants and pan chocolat. They have all this stuff out uh, at the table for breakfast, which is so interesting to me. Um, having lived in Germany for a while now, the, the morning 
food that you expect at the breakfast buffets, especially when I travel around here for um, for music, is the classic German Brotzeit, which is a lot of, you know, toast and buns and pretzels with meat and salami and wurst and cheese and butter, like more of a salty, hearty breakfast. And you can have some jams at the end. This was really pushing the sweets. Uh, but they did have a lot of other things, and I will get to that too for the foodies out there. But anyway, we went to the hotel. It was much nicer, uh, much cooler, uh, literally. And then the next day was the wedding. And I'm very grateful to these friends of mine for asking me to play uh, some music at this wedding. Um, so congratulations again to Chris and Linda. They got married at a beautiful location in Tuscany. It was this these beautiful grounds, like a sort of an agri agriturismos. <laughs> I don't really, I don't even know what that word means. I just heard it. But it's kind of, it was like a, a wedding design. So you have the archway that they stand under. You had like the, all the chairs. And then next to it was like this huge pool, which was kind of beautiful. And then they had these tables outside with umbrellas over them for the food and stuff and, and drinks and whatnot. And then inside they had like an actual like roofed sort of terrace place for all the tables and the projector and, uh, you know, behind that in the grass was the band. And it was like a working restaurant, apartment, hotel thing. So there, you know, some people were actually sleeping and staying there, which, you know, lucky them, because that's kind of cool. Um, but it also had like a working functioning restaurant attached to it um, with public bathrooms and a lot of wait staff. It was like a big hired staff community thing. It was kind of cool. I'd never seen that before. Um, so anyway, we had a normal day uh, up until about three o'clock. Then we got dressed. Um, there was a shuttle, which was great. So we didn't have to worry about driving and no one having a drink. Um, we got on the shuttle. We went to the uh, wedding location, got there on time, settled into our seats. They had some really funny, like really nice, but uh, unexpected, like oriental um, hand fans. I don't know what you call them, but you know what I mean? Like when you imagine like a, like a lady in church waving her face with like one of these fans, it's like a stick and you spread it out. A bunch of those on all the seats, which was really nice and, uh, very handy. We used, um, those liberally. And then, because it was very hot, it was extremely, extremely, almost unbearably hot, but it was beautiful. So we didn't care. Uh, then they had the ceremony and this girl sang, a song as Linda walked down the aisle, and she was such a good singer, really blew me away. Some uh, in the same band as Chris, the groom, and they did their own vows, and they had a really good friend do the officiation, and they did their yes and their I do's, and they kissed, and um, it was nice to see everybody there just doing something nice for each other, and it felt so personal and sweet and like genuine, and I really was happy to be there. And they said some things in their vows that like really actually got me a little teary-eyed, which, um, you know, the last, I don't know, I just haven't really like felt things like for, for other people in a while. And it was kind of nice to remind myself that I can in fact be a human being. And it was really beautiful ceremony. And then they had great food. They had like a lot of appetizers. You walk down like a buffet with some plates, people cutting fresh mozzarella and prosciutto and great veggies and nice little treats. Uh, champagne was flowing around. We met with some people that we haven't seen in a long time and we all just clicked instantly. It was really nice. Like even my old friend Jake, who um, I don't know if I've talked about it too much on the show, but we had a falling out about three years ago. 
and he was just in the nicest mood ever. We 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 hung out and um, like the whole family and all the friends together, just like the old days. Everything clicked. We were laughing like we never missed a beat. It was kind of interesting uh, that way, and um, all had a few drinks together, and it was really warming up. Um, it was some work, um, you know, having the little little ones around, but um, it didn't spoil things too much because then what we found out was that the wedding planner and I guess the bride and groom had organized a babysitter and they wouldn't be far away. It was like someone who, um, you know, like spoke English and was native to the area and worked for this company. And uh, I was like maybe around like 6.30 doing the stroll to get them down to bring back to Ify and I ran into this lady outside and she's like, I'm looking for so-and-so. Do you know who she is? I was like, I'm so sorry, I don't. And she's like, okay. And then later I was, I found Ify again. It's like, okay, they're out. I'm looking for the, I heard something about a babysitter. We got to find a babysitter. And this is when the food is being served. So it's a little stressful, like good fresh foods coming out, like the dinner, there's wine at the table. And so I'm like, oh, I want to be there. And we find this lady, and it was the lady that I bumped into when I was walking up. And she's like, you know, I thought you might be the guy I'm looking for. I'm like, yeah, I'm pushing a huge stroller. Uh, And it was perfect because she was in a room um, about 10 feet away from us the whole night. Like we were under this terrace roof outside in just the first room inside the building. She was there, and, um, you know, they were out in the stroller. So it was just vibrating, and she just sat there and read her magazine and you know, listen to a music or listen to podcast or whatever. I don't know, but she was just there and it was chill. And she stayed there from seven o'clock. So we were without the without the worries or concerns from seven until we left, which was just about 1 a.m. It was like 1240. We left just before the party ended. It ended at one from what I understand. Um, so yeah, that was pretty cool. That was really great. It was like the first real evening, just, you know, Afi and I just out drinking like we would normally, dancing. Um, they had a cocktail bar at the end at the party. I, Jake and I played um, my song Eye to Eye together. He suggested that. He came up to me and proposed, hey, man, you know, what songs are you going to play for Chris's wedding tonight? Because they had asked me to play. I was like, you know, I'm not really sure yet. I'm still thinking about it. I, I have a few songs that I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable playing, so I'm just kind of thinking about it in my head. He's like, well, if you play eye to eye, I can play it with you. There's a bass player over there, and I think I can use his bass. And I was like, wow, this is crazy that he's bringing that up to me, that he wants to do that. That's kind of amazing. Um, But we, yeah, we played it, and it was great. It was like old times, and he nailed it, and I had a lot of fun. We did that song, gave a little hug, and then I played uh, Smiling, and then I ended it with Daily Bread and tried to sort of connect these lyrics to to marriage and to life in a way that they would find some nice meaning in it and they were so genuine and and grateful at the end yeah so we then we partied and and had fun and then yeah around 12 30 we got the stroller back threw it into the shuttle got back had a decent sleep kind of a kind of a rough next day but not not too bad actually not too bad um so yeah that's like what this whole podcast should have been about. It should have, in general, been all about the details of like how nice Italy is and the wonderful wedding and how great everything was. And, and the first, you know, couple of sound bites I'm going to play here are from when things were really sweet and uh, really nice. Um, for example, the first day at the new hotel 
you can tell I'm building up to something crazy here. The first day at the new hotel, um, we settled in, had some drinks uh, at the pool. It was really fun, swam around. And then in the evening, most of the wedding party went to some other place to get uh, pizza together. Um, but we were a little stressed out. We were just kind of settling in. So we, we skipped out on that and did our own dinner. And um, I just wanted to show you what a really like authentic moment in, in Italy kind of sounds like to a foreigner. So what you're about to hear is going to be um, me and Ify and the little sleeping ones uh, at a tiny little restaurant down the street from the hotel. We walked there. And it's us ordering food. And uh, kind of cool, we get to hear Ify speak some pretty decent Italian. I didn't really even know she spoke any. And me doing my best to say spicy salami. <laughs> it's like salami picante. Uh, but instead of saying like, scusi or whatever, I say, oh, sorry. You know, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's a nice little moment. And the lady is very sweet. So this is a little, uh, just a little moment of us doing, uh, taking an order at... Uh, at dinner the evening before the wedding. Here we go. Sí. Eh, um, la pizza salsiccia. Um, es posible con, con aglio. Es posible um, pomodoro, mozzarella, salsiccia y aglio. Ah, sí, sí. Una. Una. Sí. Una, so, eh, un, un crostino mixto. Uno. Sí. Yeah. Uno. Mm -hmm. eh, sí. Una salsiccia più aglio. Sí. Una sola pizza? No. Uh, a pizza, a salsiccia piccante, a salame piccante. Sorry. E una salame piccante. Sì. sì. Va bene, grazie. Grazie mille. Yeah, so you can tell already from that that I'm, I'm not the strongest Italian speaker and, uh, you know, it's okay. It doesn't matter. They were very sweet. The, and the pizza was unbelievable. Probably in the top five, like, best pizza I've ever had. It was really great. Um, so that was just a sweet little Italian moment. The next clip I'm going to play was from the swampy hot, <laughs> the hella unbelievable crazy hot place that we left originally because after we came back from the wedding, we had to stay one more evening in this place, um, which we weren't extremely happy about, but we didn't really have an option. I'm not going to play too long of it because um, it's... Um, not recorded so well. I thought it was coming out of the speaker, out of the microphone on my phone, but it recorded the microphone in my AirPods. So it's a little choppy and small, but it's just like um, the area was Strada Grossetana, uh, Strada Grossetana, and it, I was recording the sound of the cicadas and this family playing in the pool nearby. Let's check that one out now. You know, so you can hear these, you know, this like these hordes of cicadas and the different trees all around the um, house that we're staying in there. And I, I wanted to just find some, some solace here, some peace. Like I wanted to accept that like I'd had such a nice time at the wedding and it's okay that we have one more night here. We're going to leave and we're going to go to La Garda. We're going to go to this beautiful lake. On the way back home to Munich, it's a big, touristy, beautiful lake area. We're going to stay in a beautiful home together and have a great last couple of days of just pure vacation. That's what I was thinking here in this, in this beautiful moment. 
And I found that piece, and I was really happy for it. And I'm glad that I did that, because immediately after getting back on the road, we started from that moment on to have the worst, the worst trip of our entire lives that still continues to haunt us to this day. So this is all still very fresh, and if there are any updates um, by the time, so by the time I've recorded this until the time it comes out, there might be some updates, in which case um, I will uh, put them in the next episode. So there might be some changes by the time you hear this, but um, we left, like we had a terrible night at the at the swampy hot place. Uh, surprise, surprise, it was too hot. Um, no one was sleeping. Everybody, all of us were up every 20 minutes, 30 minutes, just in, in, in baths in, you know, in like pools of sweat, um, bugs eating at us, uh, not enough bug spray in the world could protect us from how uh, awful that was. So we had a really bad night of sleep. Everything was cranky. The next day we, we were leaving this place two days early. Remember that. So we're leaving this place two days early and we decide to go to um, the, so we had spoken to the owner of this place a few days before, before we left for the wedding. And we said, hey, we're gonna leave two days early, sorry, it's something with family, blah, 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 not that your place sucks or whatever, um, but we, we're gonna leave two days early. And he was like, we don't have to pay for that, right? And he was like, no, of course not, you don't have to pay for the last two days, no, you're not staying. And I was like, oh, great, he's normal, he's understanding, thank you. And so this morning, the last day, we get up, we go to breakfast, and this guy comes up to the door and says, solve everything is uh, taken care of at reception, Uh, go talk to, I think her name was like Victoria, I'm guessing, something like that, Um, Veronica, Victoria, go talk to her at the the kitchen, like at the, where we have our breakfast, and you can pay her there and then just go, and I was like, oh, great. So then we ate everything and got got our stuff together, I started loading the car, and then we went down uh, to the kitchen, and she's like, okay, so the bill here is, you know, 800 this plus this plus tax, blah, blah, blah. So he didn't remove the last two days he, at all. So he just didn't do it. And so we did our own estimation because we didn't even have that much cash on us. So we did our own estimation. Okay, each day costs this, looking at the receipt. We're leaving on this day two days early, so this is the amount we actually owe plus the tax. So we actually do have this. This is what we're willing to give you is this amount. And she started, of course, I don't want to stress this lady out. You know, it's not really her business. She just does the kitchen, and she's very nice. And she's like, well, let me call him and just make sure that everything's fine. Well, then he gets on the phone with Ify, and he starts being condescending. He's saying, oh, no, you're misunderstanding. I didn't say that you can't stay the last two days. And starts to become this argument about he said, she said. And then I take the phone, and he says, uh, Mr. Prince, uh, what uh, Ifa doesn't understand is that, um, you know, we we never said about the money that she can't stay the last two days, but instead, why don't we give you uh, two extra days when you come back? Like, he tried to spin it into a voucher for us to come back. And I, I straight up just said, I'm sorry, that does not work for us. We won't be coming back. It's just too hot here for us. Um, I said, but what we're, what we're going to do is the original plan. We have X amount of money, and that is exactly uh, enough for those two removed days. So that's what we will do. And like really stepping into the into the hot seat, which I don't tend to do. But I didn't like this. I didn't like that he talked down to Ify. I didn't like that he was condescending or lying at all. People in their places, you're going to see it gets much worse. 
And apparently this isn't even like uh, a rare thing for Italy, which I thought it would be. But anyway, he tried to scam us. And luckily at the end of it, I guess with me talking to him, I'm guessing, or the, or the combination of us, or maybe he didn't want the hassle, he decided, okay. So we paid what we agreed to pay, and we got out of there and we said, oh, thank God we're leaving. Finally, we're out. Well, we get in the car and we have like a little bit of peace, and we think, oh, this is nice. We're finally like getting out and we're going to the lake. Oh, man, well, oh, the, the Google Maps has it so much longer of a drive than it should be. It should be, I don't know, let's say two hours, but it has three and a half on this thing. And we're like, that's crazy. Why does it have it so long? Well, we're driving and 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 driving. And now all of a sudden the car, like all the mood in the car is down. You know, every, all the little ones are cranky. We're just trying to figure out like what's going on. Why is it taking so long? Realized that the Google Maps had never updated so we were looking at, it just has us driving down this road and the time never changed. And it's like, that's weird. That's so strange. We feel like we've been driving for so long. So I turned it off and refreshed it and we had passed the town. We had passed the city. And there's no way that we could have known that because usually you set up navigation on your phone or in the car and it's just good to go. And there's we've never had that. I've never had that issue before ever, not once. So we thought, okay, great. So... This sucks. How how much off are we? We were we were off by an hour. We went an hour the wrong way, which is uh, um, insane. We didn't drive four and a half hours, but it felt like oh, this is like a lot longer than it should have been, and we were an hour over the wrong way. Okay, so what do we do now? Do we pay another toll and turn around in this small town and get off the freeway and go back the other way? Uh, well, let's see. Just how long is it to get home? Maybe we just want to go home today. Oh my God. What normally would be a four-hour drive is six and a half today. I don't understand what's going on with Google Maps. I don't know if there's like a bunch of accidents. Something's really off. This is crazy. As and I, you know, everyone's getting cranky and stressed out. And there's like there's fighting and there's arguing and there's stress and sweat. And finally, we just say, okay, you know, screw it. We're just gonna turn around. We're just gonna go to this place and we're just gonna have a nice couple of days. So then I take over the wheel, change over in the small town, we go back, we pay another toll, we get over this bridge, we go down an hour back, and finally, after being lost and stressed and fighting and arguing and everyone, everything, everyone screaming, blah, 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 so awful, like the worst car ride, we finally get back to Lagarda, we get to the lake, we get to the lake. Now... Here's where the story really begins. I know we're 20 minutes into this and you think it's almost over, but I swear to you, it's about to rock. We get to the place. We pull up on the street. Um, Lane, uh, uh, Efi gets out with Oscar and says, I'm going to go talk to the lady and get our stuff set up. And I stay in the car because Laney's still sleeping. And uh, I I open the car door. I wash my hands with some bottled water, kind of splash it on my neck checking inside look at my phone and after like almost I felt felt like 10 minutes but maybe it was just five minutes um Ify comes back and I see that she has her hand on her face and now I can't tell if she has this face of oh finally this is over or if she's crying again sadly it was option two she came back to the car crying again and I said what happened what's going on? Like, wh- why is this day so tough? And she said, they are not letting us in um, because there's babies. And so what I'm going to do is, 
it feels weird to do this. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to let myself explain this. What I did was, after the interaction with these horrible people, I got into the car by myself because we had to go. We had to leave. It was very dangerous. And I I threw it. We, we put the twins in the stroller, and she, I told her to go that way towards the water, get out of the street. I'm going to go move the car. I don't want the car vandalized. I thought any second they're going to come by with spray paint or gun or something. It was that t- scary. Uh, and I got in the car with my heart racing, and I recorded the following voice message. So, um, warning right up front, this talks about, this talks, uh, this has violent language. So, uh, mom, this has some language that you won't like, but I was uh, scared and angry and, um, protective and upset. So that's just how it is. And it does, um, yeah, it's a pretty intense message. It's someone really in the moment with a racing heart, um, digging into a situation they just experienced. But I wanted to share that like it is because it's kind of raw and kind of real. And I think it's interesting. So this is me just getting back into the car after some extreme drama. Here we go. My heart is absolutely racing right now. My heart is absolutely pounding out of my chest right now. We arrived here at the Garda Lake uh, and it was the worst drive you could ever, the worst drive you could ever possibly imagine uh, driving in the first place. The babies in like, insufferably insufferably upset didn't want to be in the car didn't eat their didn't want to eat their food didn't want to sleep so lots of screaming lots of screaming uh and then we find out okay we're like an hour away from the place let's just tough it out and we see that the map on the car hadn't changed in a in a long time so then um we we checked it again we restarted it and it realized that we had passed the location by like 30 minutes and so the stress was really high like oh my god Everything is so tough in the car, and we passed our location. For some reason, the map didn't update. We passed our location by, you know, a mile. Or, no, by 30, 30 minutes, or at least. You know, who knows how many miles. And um, so it was really, 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 really stressful. And Ify was crying and, and really upset. And I was trying to keep everything calm and cool. Um, although very difficult, not, not easy to do that. We, we turned around, we paid a toll at some bridge, we had to drive the opposite way forever, then stopped the car and then we traded places and then the babies were screaming and then we had traded places again so that I could try and put them down because she was just too upset, she couldn't do it, she couldn't handle it. Um, and this is no thing on her, it's just, you know, it was a really tough, stressful time. And um, So finally, after all that drama, after like screaming and crying and stress and drama, we finally got back in the car and then I'm driving here now in the city uh, away from this house trying to find parking and uh, my heart is just racing and there's a lot of people around. So finally we get on the way, the babies are asleep, everything's okay, we get to the town, we get to the, to the house where we're supposed to stay. The, the place that 
was booked like two days ago to get us out of this hellhole, uh, burning hell fire farm house that we'd been staying in. And we arrive at the door and we park on the sidewalk and, um, one of them is still asleep. So if he takes the one that's awake and, uh, walks the block back down to the house where it is. And so I wait there for a few minutes, maybe five minutes, 10 minutes, who knows. And I, um, I try to, um, you know, get my things together. And then I realize that the, the air isn't on in the car. And I think, oh, I, I'm going to get up there and either turn the engine on so there's cool air in here, or I'll just go ahead and get out and stand next to the car door. And when I open the car door to, to move out, because I was in the back seat, I see Ify walking back. And she's covering her face in a weird way. I can't tell if she is just putting her hand on her head like, oh, finally it's over. Or if she's crying again, like I can't tell. Uh, and so she gets up close and she's crying. And so I say, um, hey, what's going on? What happened? And she said, they're not letting us stay here. They told us we can't. This woman, she's so mean. She says I, we can't stay here because uh, it's a place for two people. We booked two, uh, two adults and with the babies, we are four people. And I was like, wait, what? You told them that we like, why would, why would you book four people? It's two babies under a year. Like let's, of course you book two adults. And I was like, you told them that we have our, we have our own traveling baby bed. We have a pack and play that we take with us. So, and, and that thing is so small, it fits in a closet. It's like, what are they, are you serious? She's like, yeah. I said, okay, well, you know, if this lady is going to turn you down and be that rude to you. Cause if he was crying again, I was like, if she's going to be this rude to you and this mean to you about saying that we can't stay there after booking all this stuff and, and, and everything after all this, because we have two babies, um, then let's just go. And she's like, no, I told them I was going to come get you. And I didn't really understand why. I don't know if she wanted me to just help explain something. And so I said, Oh, okay. You want me to go? Okay. And then we, so we grabbed everybody and we walked back up to the lady and she's there with this guy and this guy is such an unbelievable hothead he's got a shaved head orange like swim shorts flip-flops and a white t-shirt and he's they're both italian she speaks english he doesn't speak any so she's translating for him he's like screaming and she's translating for him and we're at the door and i say uh, and I, i really i try to stay as absolutely calm as i can because i'm really hoping there's some misunderstanding and I'm saying, I'm sorry, I don't understand. You said that we can't stay here. And she's like, yes, um, because here, look, Mr. Prince, here is your booking. And she's showing me her phone on this app. You booked have two adults. You say nothing about two babies. And we uh, cannot uh, put you here if you're four people. It's two people. You booked for two and you say four. And I say, ah, but really, it's 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 little it's it's babies I, I didn't know we have to list that I was like but we've already sent you the the you know the prepayment and we have a carry bed and then the guy's like no 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 do 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 like screaming like two people two people two 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 and I'm and I'm like yeah 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 I was like and I told I told the lady to kind of tell the guy like let's all just stay calm it's like can we just talk here I was like I just don't understand and she's like we cannot put more than two people in a two room you book two adults I said like is and I'm trying to understand like is it the law is it the police and she doesn't really answer that and I, I, and I would I, and then I say is it about money I was like is it because we didn't pay for four people and I think that's kind of what she was hinting at but she could have she should have made it so much more clear than that if she if she had just said 
Like, it's a rule of the state. We cannot allow it. I'm so sorry. I feel so bad that we can't do this. I really apologize um, that we can't do this. It's, you know, against our policy. Whatever, you know, like, just whatever. If she had said anything that would have made any difference to, to like, being a nice person, um, I think... Hold on one second. Okay, sorry. So, I was just getting a call from... Ify about where we both were trying to organize where to go. Um, so, yeah. So, he's really upset. He's saying, two people, two people, two people. And I'm saying, okay, let's all just stay calm. And I'm saying, is it the police? Is it money? You know, what's... How, how do we... Like, how can I understand this? And is there really no way at all that you can... Is there really no way at all that we can make this work? Like, is there really no way at all? And... Hold on, I think I went the wrong way just now. Oh shit, I did. Come on, come on, redo it, redo it. I have to turn around. Um, and so he's he's being a dick. Everything is really stressful. You know, Evie's crying again. She's like, and she starts to tell them like, but really, you don't understand. Like, really, you don't understand what we went through. Like, how horrible it was getting here. What we left. Like, what we dealt with, like, to get here, please, it was so horrible. And the woman does this really condescending move where she's like, ah, oh, yes, oh, mm, I'm sure it was so hard. Like, I understand. And, I was, and she's like, but you don't understand. And this guy starts to raise his voice again. He's saying something to this lady. He's really mad. He's not looking at us. He's not being... He's not, what he's not doing is he's not being a fucking human being. He's not being a man and looking me calmly in the eyes and just trying to explain, hey, you're a nice person. I'm a nice person. I'm sorry. There's just this issue. I hate that we have to do this. It's the bureaucratic part. You know, for example, if we don't do it this way, we lose our license. I would say, okay, that's horrible, but I wish we would have known, but okay, you know, we'll, we'll get through this. But he didn't. He was just so mean about it. They were so mean about it. I just don't understand how they can be so cruel about it. Was a crying woman standing there with the babies. It's unbelievable that they can do this. And so he raises his voice and I say like, hey, are you, and this woman, she starts being snappy too. And I'm like, are you really? And I look at them and I say, are you really raising your voice to a crying mother right now? Like, and then I start, you know, I'm getting mad. And all of a sudden this like, I don't know if it's just this like daddy instinct or something, but it's just like, are you really raising your voice to a crying mother right now? And he starts to bark like over me, but at the woman still never looking at me. I'm looking at him, but he's not looking at me. And I'm like, but really, are you doing this right now? And she starts to get upset again. And then he's raising his voice even more. And they're, and basically they're just saying like, yeah, like, you know, F you, this isn't, like, this isn't happening, these are the rules, you messed up, you know, whatever, I don't even know if we're gonna get our money back, but at that moment, when they screamed over me asking that, I just, I just got so mad, I basically just started to storm the other way, and I was just like, well, fine, get the fuck out of here, I was just like, are you serious right now, I was like, can you not be an adult, and just to explain nicely why you can't do this, like, you know, that this, I said, this makes you monsters, I called them monsters, I said, you're just fine, I said, yeah, I get it, you're monsters, okay, if you, if you want to raise your voice and scream at a crying mother like this, and not try and explain yourself in a rational way, then you guys can get the fuck out of here, and that's exactly, like, exactly what I said, because I never say things like this. Oh, wait, where's this taking me? Oh my God, this would have taken me an hour away, what? Oh my God, that's not the location I'm going for at all. 
It's doing it. It's still doing it. It's still doing this drama. Why? Why? Why is it still doing this? It's still taking me somewhere that I don't want to be. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is terrible. Oh my God. Okay. I gotta, I gotta let her know. Hold on. All right. I mean, okay. So finally I got my, my map set up correctly. It was just the wrong, just completely the wrong thing. Again, maps was insane. It was taking me an hour away from the city. Now I'm four minutes away. That makes more sense. So anyway, um, yeah, I screamed at them. I called them monsters and we turned around to storm off and I heard that guy screaming, walking opposite, opposite direction of us. Thankfully, I don't know. I mean, if someone's that red faced and screaming after about 30 seconds of two innocent, sad, exhausted people just asking questions, like questions that apparently they can't answer. If he gets that mad over us saying, really, is there no way we have our own bed? Um, we didn't know we had to register. You don't know what we've been through today. It's been so horrible. Can you please have some understanding? Like, if they're going to be so, so red-faced screaming at two people, one of which who, one of whom is crying in this moment, um, then who knows what he's capable of when I actually call him a monster and scream at him and whoever this lady is to him, his wife or friend or something. Or maybe he's like the, maybe he's like the pimp and he whores out, he whores out this house and she's the one who has to like sell it to us. I don't know. But she's like, you can, she was like, you can call booking and deal with it. Or look, I found you. There's another hotel here. And it was like 470 bucks a night. And I was like, she's trying to scam us. <laughs> like, that's why we stay at the house because it's cheaper. I'm not going to stay on some like Riviera hotel for a day, dude, a day. Because you say that we can't stay there with, you know, babies, babies that are in, in anyone's way that don't cause any problems that don't make any issue whatsoever but yeah he uh the main point was i was gonna say he slammed his hand i think against the hood of his car i walked i kept walking away with i mean we have you know two 11 month old infants with us so i'm not gonna turn around and be like hey what was that what are you doing like i'm not that kind of guy you're not that kind of guy pal uh i'm not gonna try and fight somebody i don't want that that's horrible that makes you that that's that's what crossing the line absolutely is. And that's something I will not do uh, unless my life or the life of people that I love is threatened. I would never fight physically over something like this. It's horrible. He's a horrible person. He has uh, extreme anger, rage, insecurity issues. He's um, an absolute terror to, I'm sure, whoever he knows and is around. Um, the woman that he's with, I don't know. I want to wish physical harm on her, but maybe she just, maybe they're both so stupid that they don't know how horrible they're being. I don't know, but I, I hate them and this is, uh, horrible, but we're done. We're out. They didn't, I'm moving the car. I don't want them to vandalize the car. We're getting out. We're going to survive. And yeah. Okay. We're going to be all right. Updates later. I'll let you know. All right, mild update. I finally got back to Ify. Um, still quite upset on the street. She said she called her parents to talk about it. It's kind of the same as I'm doing with you guys right now. And um, side note, the water here is gorgeous. The people are gorgeous, except for those two monsters who I hope house burns down. Um, there's a lot of beautiful people here. Cool mopeds. 
beautiful crystal blue water. We're looking at another hotel. This It's been uh, really just about 10 seconds since I last spoke to you, so it's pretty fresh. I just saw her, and I'm rolling up to a new uh, hotel now. I think um, because of the terror, I think we lost the money on this with these people. Um, he, I think if his parents are going to help us uh, have a place to stay for the night um, at this hotel, yeah, I'm here now. Maybe they can help us pay for it because we've already lost uh, lost a, quite a lot of money on um, this terrible trip. I'm really happy about the wedding I was at. Um, we wanted it to be kind of a nice little vacation as well, but I think it's turned into just um, a horrible trip surrounding a very lovely wedding. I haven't even talked about the wedding yet. It was extremely nice. It was really, really a nice wedding. Um, I wish I would have recorded some there. I was having too much fun. I forgot. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, more updates coming. Bye. So currently what you're hearing is we just pulled up at a new hotel. Um, I'm in the car alone and this is the sound of me basically getting all of our things out from the car uh, parked at the front door with the hazard lights on and bringing everything into the lobby. So then I can park the car and bring everything upstairs. Um, it was kind of a weird, I was in kind of a weird mental place going through this because everything, nothing was really solved or finished or, or made better by the drama. Um, I think you heard I, I tried to see some positives in my surroundings about the beautiful lake and, and everything, uh, but I was still very shaken and very upset and you know we still in the end we lost that money that's the real um I, I, you're gonna hear a few more updates before the episode's over but we lost that money we paid i don't know a you know, few hundred euros to these people and they took it all and they denied our cancellation because uh, what I'm going to do, what you're going to hear next is some updates at this hotel, um, having a nice afternoon and um, some updates from the next days all the way until um, this morning where everything kind of has culminated into quite the climax. But yeah, they they took that money and there was really nothing at all that, that Booking.com can or, or, or will do about it. Um, there's no responsibility on their end, but yeah, you're going to hear me talk about it more in a little bit, but this is, yeah, just me unloading all the stuff alone and just my head like running like an engine. It's so crazy. This hotel, the lady at the register was so nice. We ended up blurting out the whole story to her. That poor lady, she didn't know what was coming. <laughs> But we just blurted out the whole thing to her, and she was she couldn't believe it. She couldn't. She absolutely was shocked that anything like this could happen. Which oddly enough is funny because I, when I called Booking Hotel and told them the issue the the second time I called, the lady was like, "Let me guess, Italy." I was like, "What? I would I would never have guessed that." 
When I think of Italy, I think of like really great food and people who love children and the Godfather. But, yeah. I think pretty soon I'm gonna start back with my update from the moment. This is still just, you know, 20 minutes after this incident. I think that's the last thing. I can hear the faint Italian music in the background. Sorry about the muffling, it's in my back pocket, I'm walking. I don't really want to cut it out because it's so real. Okay, I'm about to move the car now. <sighs> Alright. That was the sound of me loading in all of our stuff, because we have so much stuff. We have found a new hotel um, about five minutes away from the mean people house. So thankfully, not too far. Um... I think I can squeeze into this parking even, which would be pretty cool. Um, very nice lady working the reception. It's called the Puccini. I'm pretty sure it's Puccini, I think so. Let me see if this is too tight for this big car. Yeah, well, you know what? You know what? It might just be a little too tight for the big dog here. Those cars are kind of right on the line. Um, Oh yeah, I can just go here. So, it's very a very nice receptionist. We have a, a room. It's, it's actually pretty cheap, uh, which is really good for us at this point. And it has air conditioning. And I'm really happy that uh, this part of the day is done. I think we're going to cut our trip short. We wanted to stay. Uh, in Italy in general until Tuesday and then come back, but I think we might just take this room tonight and go home tomorrow. It's been enough drama to last a, last a year. Uh, I'm done. Uh, I don't think, I'm not even going to watch dramatic movies for the next year. I'm just going to watch comedies. Um, Alright, I'm squeezed into a very small Italian parking place with my van! So... I'm going to go back inside now. I got to load in the stuff. But, um, yeah. Just wanted to keep you guys updated. I'll keep you posted about other goings on. And, uh, love you. Okay. It's the next morning. And, thankfully, we got some decent sleep, I have to say. I'm just entering the hotel again now. Because... Um, we're leaving, so we decided to not stay for the second night. We're going to leave today and cut our trip short and go home. But first, we are going to have some fun. I think that's someone else's baby. Um, we are going to go to a water park today and see a couple of friends, try and have a little fun. They have a little kid and then go home in the evening uh, during sleeping time and be back tonight. All right, so we made it to the water park, big pool area with uh, our friends. Everyone's together, 
Some of them are getting lunch. And uh, right now we're just taking it easy here. And it's a nice change of scenery and uh, change of drama from everything. <clears throat> feels much better. The sun is out. There's a lot of kids playing and smiling families. And um, the water park is cool. It's nice design with a lot of cool like slides and stuff. And yeah, gonna just take it easy here for a few hours and get one more sunburn for the road. And then we'll drive. We'll drive home tonight and get home, I guess before midnight probably. And then just take it really easy tomorrow. And tomorrow just have a day um, doing nothing. Just taking turns uh, watching after the little ones and um, resting. Taking it very, very easy. Nece necessarily easy. But yeah, everything is going to be okay now. Ukrainians living here and they're refugees from the current war and they're super nice and I don't have any like personal problems with them but I do because but I do because oh man I, I thought I was about to be asked down to the hallway right now but absolutely not I would much rather die actually right now so these Ukrainians they do some stuff for us sometimes when we leave but they always ruin it in a way like like we come back tonight and we were supposed to just take the babies like straight hold on okay i'm like seriously losing my mind here i didn't even get to update you on the drama last night with the ukrainians because there's so much other stuff going on right now i'm headed down to the garage hold on because it's almost noon it's almost noon of the first day back home, and I still haven't had a chance like, to bring the stuff in from the car. It's unbelievable. We have, like the first, the big problem is these crazy people from Italy, they, uh, they locked their account, so booking.com has no access to it. They can't even print a copy of the transaction to send it to us, and they're being evasive. They're being extremely evasive. They're not answering questions. They're saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll send, an, we'll send you an email that you know, shows the confirmation of this and that, and they never do it. And we keep calling back, and every time we call now, we say, ah, oh, we're prints with this confirmation number, and always, after a few minutes, they start saying, oh, sorry, uh, ma'am, oh, sorry, sir, you're breaking up. We don't, uh, we're gonna have to uh, call you back, click. And they just hang up, and then they never call back. And it happens every time we've called five times. It just is so sketchy. It's like so obvious that they don't want to help us. They don't want to be a part of the solution here. They probably find us annoying, which is the crazy part because the people who stole our money are monsters and they don't care. They don't care because booking didn't lose any money. 
the, all of the booking and all of the accounting and everything goes through the hotel. Booking.com simply just shows a picture of this place on a website that people can click through to get to the hotel, but they ha- the hotel handles everything. So booking has no responsibility and they know that and they don't care. So they keep hanging up on us and they're not going to help us. So now we have no proof of this. Well, we have enough proof. We have that we have the bank statement that they took the money and we have the confirmation number of the booking. And then we have our story. We have the story of, hey, we never stayed there. They kicked us out. They even, these, these psychos, they even went back on the registration and say they changed it from whatever it was, six or 700 euros. They changed it to, we, we took like zero euros from them. Like, oh, you owe us zero euros. Yeah, we owe them zero euros now because we paid them everything already. So they, they changed it in the system to where if you go and look at like payments owed, in every other single booking that Ify has on her website, and she has a thousand of them over the years, none of them have defaulted the transaction back to zero. Everyone keeps the accounting the same for taxes, for booking. Uh, like every, you know, no one just goes back and says, oh, now you've paid it, so now I'm going to say you owe me zero. You keep the amount that was paid on there for obvious reasons, and that's sketchy that they did that. And we ask Booking.com why are they doing that, and they don't answer the question. They just don't answer the question. And they say they have no responsibility, and they, they feel self-sorry, but they just don't have any answers for us. And so I'm really... I'm really losing my mind over this, like... And, like, just to top it off, you know, it's really like when it rains, it pours situation. And now we've got it uh, a situation where Oscar is, like, pretty sick, like, quite sick. Um, we're pretty sure he has a, um, like a very bad cough. Oh, he does have a very bad cough, and he's kind of wheezing. So we think maybe he has, like, a little bit of asthma or maybe a cold or a pneumonia or something. And we can't take him to the doctor today because uh, almost two months ago, when I filled out all the paperwork with the insurance company to get him and his sister on my insurance, they um, they got all of the stuff and they said, okay, cool, thanks, everything looks good. And then they never wrote back. And then I called them today. They're like, hey, are, like, are they insured? And I said, actually, no, they're not insured. We have all the paperwork here. It seems like there was just uh, some communication issues. We do, have, we do have all the stuff that you sent. We do have all the stuff that you sent, but we don't have... Um, but they're not registered, so it's not set up. We also... We're going to send you another form by post because Germany doesn't believe in emails. And they're gonna. I have to go, go get like another form from another government building, and I'm really, I'm, I'm losing, I'm losing my mind. So now we have an insurance issue, and we have these booking, booking.com is not helping us solve the issue, and these monsters took every single penny from us from this booking, and they don't care. And they're so psychotic and petty that what they're, uh, what they're, they're so psychotic and petty that they literally go on booking.com or Google reviews and they respond to every bad review. They respond to every single one of them. How crazy is that? So now, we, like one of our friends wrote a review for us, like we, before we even wrote anything. 
he explained the same situation. Like, they screamed at us, they were violent, they denied a family, they took their money. And they already wrote in and said, like, this is, a, this is faulty, we're, we're going to file a defamation suit against them because this is not true. They never stayed at our facility. And I'm like, yeah, we didn't stay because you didn't let us stay. And, um, yes, yeah, so that's the kind of people that we're dealing with. So now I'm also considering, okay, how many people can I get to write bad reviews for them? Because I want them to burn. I want it all to burn. I never want them to see any money again. And I really want this bank thing to work. I want, them, I want the dispute to work. I want it to work. I want the money to be returned or at least, at least um, what do you call it, reimbursed. This is so crazy. So it's these guys and the booking and the, and the insurance now... It's just a, it's just a lot. Like what a way, and then uh, you know, it's just so much. It's just so much. It's just such a like. It's really what a way. You know, like we go away on this wedding. We think, oh, let's make a nice little vacation out of it, and everything sucked. The place that we booked originally sucked, so we had to move to a different hotel. Couldn't stay there the rest of the trip. Had to go back. It sucked. Then we went to a new place. Oh, let's have a fresh start. Let's go to this lake. It's going to be so nice. We deal with literally Satan himself and his little follower. And then we get kicked out. We lose our money. We have to go to another hotel. We lose all this money. We have to cut the trip short. We come home. The babies are sick. Can't even go to the doctor. It's a nightmare. It's like, really, how awful can it get? Oh, and just to explain about the Ukrainians, basically... They were trying to be nice. They're always trying to be nice. They, we got home and we were trying to like hush quietly, like put the babies into the crib. And all of our sheets were off of the bed, the pillowcases, the blankets, the baby's crib, all the padding, everything was all taken, all gone. And they had washed everything and left it in the living room. And that was very frustrating when you try to come home and do everything quick and sneaky, but you have to stop and like make a bed with a, with a baby sitting in this driver's, this car seat in the floor. So it was just stressful. And then they showed up at 11 o'clock. They showed up to, to do what you might ask to clean the apartment, which is a nice gesture. Of course, that's a nice gesture. Oh, they have a key to our place because we asked them to like once or twice water some flowers you know that's that's how they got in that's how they did all this stuff we gave them a key because we we do know them and we do communicate with them and we just asked like hey can you just every couple of days just water our flowers but instead they wash all the sheets which is also kind of like personal you know we didn't ask for that and it's just very i don't know it's very personal to go through all of our clothing and sheets without us knowing that you're going to do it um, and then, but it's a nice gesture, so you can't really say anything. And then they show up at like nearly midnight to clean our place. I guess it's like vacuum and, and I don't know, sweep and stuff, which is also like, hey, that's a nice gesture. Thank you. That's a nice gesture. Um, but why at so late at night? Why, why, why at like 11 o'clock at night? That's weird. Like, isn't that weird to anyone else? I don't get that. And they were just saying like, oh, well, now we came to clean and we had to like basically like rush them out. Like, sorry, sorry, it's not a good time. Not a good time. We'll talk tomorrow. Bye. Sorry, it's not a good time. So that was also, at least that was a quick fix. And they were trying to do something nice. So I'm not really upset with them. But last night I was so, like everything's just piling down. 
So as you can see, it's funny, I, I went in different waves of like trying to be positive and trying to say, okay, today's good, the rest of the day, it's going to be nice now, it's going to be fine and relaxed and cool, and then something would happen, like, I, I know it might have sounded confusing that I was at the pool and the next thing you heard was the whispering, but that was just the next time I had recorded the same day, you know, we had just gotten home at like 11 o'clock and um, these people just walked into our house and it was kind of freaky, and even though their intentions were good and they're very nice people... It was just kind of the last thing that I needed. And you're also communicating with Google Translate only, like only typing back and forth. And it's just uh, exhausting and I was not in the mood for it. And yeah, that's where we are right now. So perhaps things have changed by the time you hear this, uh, but most likely not. Uh, but I will talk about it in the next episode and let you know. Um, but thank you so much for listening. I know it was kind of a weird episode. It was a lot today to take in. But I needed to get that out there. This is what really, it can really be like this, um, you know, living in Europe, traveling to different places like this. And most of the time, it's just beautiful oases. Um, but, to, you know, this time around, it was really a scam and uh, with really evil people. And I'm just glad to finally be home, even if, even if there's Ukrainians <laughs> next door. No, I shouldn't say that. I'm really glad they're here. I'm glad that they're safe and out of the out of Ukraine, but that's a different story. Um, but I'm I'm glad to be home, and I think I'm going to stay here for a while. Um, so as always, uh, thank you for listening, and we'll keep you posted. And much much love. Thank you. Bye bye. Oh yeah! What a wonderful episode. If you enjoyed today's episode and you like our show, please go to Apple Podcasts, give us a subscription or a review or a comment. It really helps new listeners find our show. You can also follow us on Instagram at Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. We're also now on Facebook and on YouTube and on Twitter at Fartsy Artsy. No, at Artsy Fartsy Pod. <laughs> we changed it at Artsy Fartsy Pod. So, uh, yes, and if you want to financially support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash jordanprince and where you can submit for as low as $3 a month some money to help us get this show bigger and better just for you. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Look out, baby, the saints are coming through. Man, it's all over now, baby blue. Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5. Musik